Hey everyone, this is Travis from Known Legacy. Thanks for checking us out. Um, a few things, um, and as always, we love it when you subscribe to us and uh, give us a five-star rating if you find this helpful and meaningful. Always share it with your friends and family and strangers. It doesn't matter. Um, check us out on knownlegacy.org. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Known Legacy Ministries, and Instagram. Look for Known Legacies, and we're all there. So we'd love to have you. Uh, we'd love to, to, to be a part of uh, your life and existence. And uh, today we're talking about Valuable Regardless. You're listening to the Known Legacy Podcast, brought to you by Known Legacy Ministries. For more info, go to www.knownlegacy.org or look for us on social media under Known Legacy. Now here's your hosts, Bill and Travis. So I will tell you this again. I'll raise the banner of how much I love my wife. She does not like Valentine's Day, and that makes me happy. So, but but again, uh, in the very beginning... You know, I know we've talked about how, you know, you guys can check out some of the older podcasts, but uh, we had talked about when I was, we were first married or, you know, first like, first like dating, she, I really thought she was joking me. And then when I went to try to get her stuff, she was like, what are you doing? This is Valentine's Day. It's a ripoff. Is it because she's frugal? I don't know. I think she's like, she would rather me do it all year, you know, (laughs) which is great because, because I mean, seriously, (laughs) the, the amount that I would spend on one weekend of Valentine's Day, I could spend all throughout the year and still save money on $10 flowers that just say, I love you, you know, once in a while. Um, and, uh, but, but, but it's this month of love that, that, and I guess I'm looking at it from the side of, man, it's good. It's good to love. You know I mean? I mean, I, I do like celebrating the day that, you know, um, that, uh, uh, that Al, that Al Capone really solidified himself on the St. Valentine's <laughs> Day massacre anyways, wow. when he really became who he was by murdering a bunch of guys, uh, you know, from his crew that were dressed like cops. You know, anyways, uh, you know, it's, it's just a fun little history about the St. Valentine's Day massacre. I know that that's what it really means and represents, but, but the Valentine's Day is this, do you like that? That's wonderful. That is my, you know, that's where I celebrate. Welcome so I'll wear pinstripes. Yeah. The warm, fuzzy podcast, No Legacy, where we talk about mass murder on the day of love. On the day of love. So, you know, hey, there it is. So, so you know, I think they killed, like, it was like the most, like, mob-style hit killing. It's really interesting to look up if you want to look it up, if no. you really don't like Valentine's Day. Maybe there's a movie we could watch on Valentine's Day with our brides. Here's a great Valentine's Day movie. <laughs> it's a great Valentine's Day movie. It's about the, Al Capone. The You'll making love it. of Al Capone. So. But no, uh, so, so this whole idea, sorry, guys. Um, so, you know, you this month is that like month of love and for for those who don't have somebody or for those who <laughs> yeah, have lost somebody there you go there you go uh, those who've, who who've gone through through a nasty divorce or those who who just have not found the person or they're in a they're in a relationship that 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 a christ-centered love doesn't exist it's just not fulfilling it's yeah. not edifying it's not any of that stuff yeah and so so i think uh, you know what's been on our heart is this idea of the world is fighting against our worth all the time you know uh, uh it, it, yelp reviews are a great example of this you know i know Ooh. i know i know friends who are you know biz, business owners right okay and they can get 10 awesome yelp reviews and then for some reason they get one and freak out and they're like, you know, one like terrible one of like, right. oh, this guy didn't call me back. And for some reason, I don't know, I don't know if you're the same thing when you're on like like Amazon or one of those buying sites, and you look and you're like, oh, that's got four and a half stars. Let me find the one that was the one. <laughs> right, right. And, and you find the one, you always go to the one bad one. You're like, see, I knew they were bad. And right. you're like, but there were 900 that were like, they were great. They they, they showed up in my house. They, they they brought me ice cream and cake on my right. birthday. And then you're like, <laughs> so I saw this meme the other day. It said, um, McDonald's can get your order wrong a thousand times and you still go back. But one small business owner screws up. 
and you like will scorch earth, destroy yeah, you like crucify them. them right. For the, right. And so it's this <laughs> something about the negative in our in our person that we somehow listen a lot louder to the negative than we do the positive. Oh yeah. You know, um, you know, we, we, we listen to the parts of the day that devalue us. You know, uh, you know, I all day I consider being Travis, you're like amazing, you're you're killing it. And then then you go somewhere and someone's like, You're 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 a complete idiot. And you're like, I am, I am a complete idiot. You're right. You you know nothing about me, but since you said that I'm gonna allow that to define me. As a as a preacher, it, it's normally like you can give a sermon and you can feel like it's a horrible sermon and you'll have two people like, Man, that really spoke to me or or whatever. And then you give a sermon and you're like, Man, that was a pretty good sermon and you have one person who's like, That was a turd. And yeah, you're like, Oh my God! I should stop being a pastor. Exactly. I, really I should, should quit everything. I, I should put in my application at AutoZone because I might have a better chance of figuring out what a flux capacitor is than actually proclaim the word of God. I'm horrible. Fun fact: I think on an <laughs> AutoZone, I think on AutoZone or is it O'Reilly? Like they actually have a flux capacitor. <laughs> oh really? It's pretty cool if you look it up. There's like a part number and it's blinker like, fluid. Blinker fluid. And so, 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 I guess the reality is the basis that we're talking about is. There is never not going to be an attack on our value from the world, right? From the enemy, um, you know, our self perception of 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 who we are is we struggle with this. And again, I, I want to say this during during the Valentine's start out the month of love with the idea of our value is not placed in 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 anybody's viewpoint of us, but you know, but God's alone. Easier said than done. Exactly. And that's the struggle. Yeah. And I think what a lot of single people, I mean, again, I I think it's great that we have a culture that celebrates love for one month out of the year. That's fantastic. But I think for for people who find themselves um, alone, um, they can quickly devolve into what's wrong with me. Right. What, yeah. what am I doing wrong kind of thing? And you may not be doing anything wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, and so, yeah, just to be able to calm those voices that are absolutely just screaming at you, um, thinking that something's not right because you don't have a Valentine's Day. I guess that's where that's where it comes up is is we have an opportunity this month to not look at the devaluing, but see what God has called us. And I guess there's three parts of this. You know, we call it valuable regardless because there's three parts. And the first one is valuable regardless of your past. Mm. You know, we walk into church, we walk into buildings, we, you know, we could, we could write books and we could, we could, you know, make music or we could do great and mighty things in the eyes, you know, in the eyes of people. But we still have this little part of us that somehow holds on to who we were and what we've done. Right. And and even now, like the things that I've said or the the ways that I've the ways that I've sinned in the past, still for some reason can have a a captured part of my heart that tells me you're not you're not worth it or you'll you'll never move there, and and it makes me run to uh, to Philippians three, uh, three verse thirteen and fourteen. Well, and I think as you're looking that up, I, you know, we all have those moments in our life, and the older I get the more codifying those moments are where I was not the best version of me. And Satan loves to whisper those to us to make us think, see, you're not worthy of God. You're not worthy of love. You're not worthy of this or, or, or that. Even though God, who has promised to remove those things from us as far as the East is from the West, they still haunt us. And too often when we are down or when we are lonely or when we feel um, you know, tired or we feel whatever it is, yeah. that's when all of a sudden those whispers get a megaphone and become the dominant voice in our heads rather than the voice of God who proclaims, you know, man, you're my kid and I love you. Kind yeah. Of stuff. You know, David, perfect example, David, uh, you know, he was, he was proclaimed to be King 
all these promises from God from a family that he was rejected on. Again, right. let's go back to the reality <laughs> of this. His brothers were all, you know, Samuel was standing around and he was he was talking to them about, you know, okay, God has called someone in this family to be the, the next king. And they're like, okay, come in, sons. Here's Here are my amazing sons. You know, and they're like, nope, not him, not him, not him, not him. Do you have any other ones? Oh, yeah. I, you're, I got another one out there. He's dealing with sheep. And like totally, re- so let's, I mean, just to think about the standing where he was in his family, that, that the one who was, who was called to be king was still out in the field and his dad, his right. own dad was like, mm, it couldn't be him. Right. Well, and Joseph, think about Joseph. Here yeah. he is with his brothers. He's given this like divine dreams from God and he shares them. And all of his brothers are like, well, we're jealous of you now. So we're going to, we're going to pretend to kill you. Yeah. And then sell you into slavery. Sucker. Well, and, I, and I love it because because that, that whole idea of, of, of God casting something on us. And then you see Saul then. So, you know, David was rejected by his family. And then Saul was jealous of him and wanted to kill him. So here he is in the cave. And I remember there's there's a point in the scriptures where the, where, where the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. So, so, so if you're out there today and you're feeling discouraged, if you're feeling like, man, this is going to be a rough month and I'm going to I'm going to start, you know, feasting on chocolate and watching, you know, you know, <laughs> Lifetime movies before you jump there, before you jump there. Um, uh, you know, it, it, let's jump but into the truth. it's dark chocolate, so it's good for you. It's, it is dark chocolate. It's, it's dark good for you. Yeah. Dark chocolate. So I ate four pounds of dark chocolate. <laughs> but I love it because Philippians 3.13, it, it is very clear to talk about. Uh, talk about where we have. In fact, we'll, we'll start in verse 12. Not that I have already obtained this or already perfect, but I press on to make to make it my own business. Christ Jesus has made me his own. So brothers, I do not consider, uh, consider that, that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on towards the goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We've talked about this before. You know, so I've got this cup of coffee in my hand. And if I hold it for just like a minute, it's okay. I can hold it. I know that my physique looks like I'm super strong, Travis, and I am beefy and yeah, manly. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger in his uh, prime. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly. I appreciate you. So <laughs> that is the one good compliment I'll get today. But I sit there, and, and if I keep holding this cup for another hour, it's going to weigh me down and wear me down. And all I think about is this cup. And so, and so this, this idea of what he's talking about in Philippians, this one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind, putting down the weight of the things that we've allowed to devalue us, to just let it rest and stop and then start reaching towards what I'm really called to be. Right. Regaining our focus on what God has called us to, which is I am, I am not this broken person of my past. I am not. And, and again, if you're out there and, and you've been through a terrible marriage and, 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 and you are divorced, you are not just a divorcee. Right. You are not the sum of your past. If you are the one who caused the divorce, if you've been, if you've had an affair, you are not just a guy who had an affair. David. Or, you know, or like a woman who had an affair. You are an individual who is loved by God, who is sought after by God. Yes, even in the midst of that, God is sought after you. You know, you know, so great a love that he has for us that we'd be called the children of God. And so this idea that we can, that we can let go, that we can put down the past. So the first thing you need to do is acknowledge the things that you're holding on to, the things, you know, the one Yelp review <laughs> of your life that you look at and go, this is, this is what I've been accepting. Right. And so, so as you're walking into February, walking into the month of love, we want you to let go of the garbage. So take a moment and write down the things that you've been, that you've been defining yourself by. 
If you believe that you're a failure, if you believe that you are broken and not whole, if you believe that you are alone, if you believe that you are invaluable, you need to write these things down and, and write, write them down in this little piece of paper. And we're, we're going to go through this. We're going to go through this. And we're going to help you move on from this because, because you start with your past of all the idea of, of I am valuable regardless of my past, but my past is now still defining me. I'm still holding the cup in my hand. So now it's the moment to put, to put the cup down, put pen to paper and go, these are the ways that I valued myself. This is why I don't think I'm lovable. And taking a moment and taking an assessment of who we are as a child, you know, you know of who we are outside of being a child of God because that's what's causing us to look at this in a negative way. Right, right. So, 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 so taking a moment, taking an accountability of your past and going, these are the things that have wounded me. Well, and I think, um, you know, I'd encourage you guys right now, if you find yourself, you've done this a few times and you're still haunted by your past, it may be time to sit down at the feet of a counselor for a season. Yeah. yeah. You know, and uh, to really have someone to talk to, not where it's just a mental exercise, but you're actually talking through these things with someone who can help you see things, help you understand things and help you package things so that you can put them down because... Honestly, if it was just a coffee cup, that'd be easy. It's when it's a spider web and it's windy and that spider web you're holding out at arm length continually like attaches to your body and your face and you keep yeah. having that freak out moment because you're like, ah, spider yeah. web, you know? Yeah. And uh, sometimes you need to sit at the feet of a counselor. So please, you know, if you find yourself and, and you're still beating yourself up over something a year after year after yeah, year, yeah. it's time. It's, it's time to sit down with someone and have those conversations. Yes, because... because, because because a lot of those wounds come from what others say, and that's the second thing. We are valuable regardless of what others say. Philippians 3.20 uh, shares a little bit. This says, it says, but our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. And so this idea that we're no longer our own. You know, Romans 12 says that we're a living sacrifice, that we've, we've been bought with a price. We've been bought with the price of the blood of Jesus. We have value simply because of that, that, that this idea that God loved us so much that he was like, I see the value in trading my son for your life. Right. And so, so you're not your own anymore. So for us to hold on to these things is saying, no, 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 no. I am this. I am the sum of my past mistakes. And so, so, so I need to, to look at this and realize the value that, that as people are casting something negative on me, which is hard. It's so hard because the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. I know we said that a thousand times, but this idea of if God's word's true, he looks at us and says, your, your citizenship isn't in earth. Right. The things that you do, the things that you try to accumulate will not make you any better. You know, I, I heard this, this phrase, I think it was a Bob Goff thing, of the, the, along the lines of, uh, I, I love listening to Bob Goff. It's like, it's like I feel like it's story time with Bob Goff, and I always wanted to be like five. You know, right. like, just just tell me what I need to know, Bob. You know, and so he said something like, like when everything that you're attain that you're trying to attain is removed removed from your from your person, that is who you truly are. And so the thing that the thing that can't be removed, like John ten twenty six to I think twenty nine, talks about the fact that once we know Christ, we cannot be it cannot be taken away from us. So at the very least, on our worst day. We have a God who traded his life for us. Right. And I think this is important not just for people who are, find themselves single during this month of love. It can also be anything you're defining your value with that's outside of God is going to be a dangerous thing. So yeah. I know there's some, some amazing parents out there that are defining themselves and their worth through their kids. And that's dangerous. Yes, you know? and yes. It's even harder because our culture values that and will celebrate that. But at the end of the day, your kids will move out. 
you know, yeah. and your kids will mess up and your kids may not turn out to be the loving little children that you think that they are. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And so if you're defining yourself by anything outside of the love that God has for you, then you're in dangerous ground. And I love it because it starts with this. Oh, here's the love that I have for you. But then also there's so many more promises in scripture that God says, I'm going to finish the work that I started in you. That is part of the promise of God saying, I didn't, I didn't just have you come to know Christ so that you could just exist and be a good church person. Right. That's the last thing he did. He was like, I want you to come alive to what I've called you to. So it's not just accepting this, but it's moving forward in this idea that you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Again, you're more than a conqueror. You are, you know, all, all these things that we talk about all the time to cast this truth in us because we are valuable regardless of our past. We're valuable regardless of what others say. And we are also valuable regardless of what we even believe ourselves to be. Mm. There's a really, really good story in Judges 6 that I'm going to run to because this story of Gideon. Um, again, if you don't know this story, it's a fantastic story. Um, you know, you may know it because um, it's the, the famous flea story where God calls Gideon to do something obnoxious and he doesn't trust God. So he says, well, I'm going to put out the fleece. And, and uh, if, if everything on the ground is wet but the fleece, then I know it's God and, and God does that. And then Gideon in his honesty is like, okay, that's not good enough. So how about the fleece is wet but the ground is dry? And then God honors that and says, okay, fine, I'll do that too. Yeah, and uh, before that moment, again... You know, here's a guy who's had these encounters with with you know the angel of the Lord, and he's still struggling with trust, and he's still tr- struggling with value, and he's still struggling with this. So, so yeah, it is a process that we go through. But God is merciful and gracious, and He's patient. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. is patient with us, and He understands that. Yeah. So the story with Gideon is not the fleece. The story of Gideon actually starts a long time yeah, before yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're familiar with that story, just like you said, just keep going. You know, and it ended up bringing to where he had like 10,000 people and he went down to 300 people and took over an entire army right. with 300 people. And God was like, no, no, 10,000 is too many. So so he really put him through a lot of challenges. But before, just right, before that even started, so they're in this time of having been taken over by by another king. And, you know, the nation of Israel is, is, is just in ruins right now. And he is literally hiding inside a wine press. And so so in, uh, in Judges 6, we'll jump down to verse... 12 and it said and the angel of the lord appeared to him okay i'm sorry let, let me go back to, to verse 11 it said now the angel of the lord came to came and sat under the terebinth at at oprah which belonged to joash the the abezerite while his son gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press to hide it from the midianites so he was trying to find food away from the midianites who had taken them over he's just trying to find some place to hide so he's in like the back closet of his house basically somewhere hidden and the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. Are you talking to me? Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Time out. You just had to turn, turn like the light on in the closet because I was hiding <laughs> in the corner. And he's like, O mighty man of valor. Right. God saw his value before he saw his value. And said, Gideon said to him, please, sir, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened? So here's all the, here's all the reasons why. Why, why I'm not a man of valor almost immediately. And right, and, and, I, and I think that's that's the big question that so many of us, like, God, if you're for me, then why am I alone? If you're for me, why am I struggling? If you're for me, why haven't you answered my prayer already to give me uh, uh, someone to love or someone that will love me kind of stuff? And so he's 
he's asking the big question that so many of us wrestle with during this this our lives. Yes, 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 yes. And so so he's he's asking these questions, and he said, you know. Uh, uh, and where are all his wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted us? Did not the Lord bring us from Egypt? And, but now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hand of you know of, uh, you know of Midian. So it's like all the situations around him were seemingly against him. And I love what God said. And the Lord turned to him and said, "Go in this mighty years and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Do not do not I send you." So he's like, "I don't even hear you. I can't right. even <laughs> see the situation because what I see is who you are as my child, O mighty man of valor. Uh, you know, O mighty man of valor, like." I already see you as fearfully and wonderfully made. So why are we even having this conversation? Right. And so we get caught up in our current society. We, we look at, again, our bank accounts. We look at our past history in our, you know, in our dating lives or the mistakes we've made uh, inside the private parts of our lives that we haven't shared with anybody. And we begin to, to, to define ourselves in this. And God is going, no, that, th- th- this is not who you are. I don't see you as this, whether you have a date on February 14th or not, whether you, you feel loved by others or not, is not the reality of your stance of who you are as a child of God. Right. And therefore, not even your value. Your value is so much greater. So, so, so if you're holding on to those wounds and you've already made, made a list of these things that, that have broken you, that have, that, that have destroyed you, I need you to see that in Samuel 1, uh, 1 Samuel 16, chapter 7, go and read it. Go and look it up because it says that God doesn't look on the outside. God looks on the heart. He's talking about David. David, who was rejected by his family. David, who was, who was seen as this ruddy, goofy little kid who uh, had some value because he, he tended sheep. He had some value, but he was forgotten by his own parents. Right. He, he was rejected by all those around him. So this, this worldly rejection did not define God's value of who he was. So it's taken this time to say, okay, how have I placed value in myself right now? Right now it's, I'm an unemployed, unlovable person, whatever, or I am a I failure am a, at my marriage, or I'm a failure as a father, or I'm a failure as a mother. Exactly. All of those things that will create weakness in us. And God did not, again, create us to be weak. He, the, the, the reality of our identity found in him actually gives us strength. Yes. You know, and so we're not beholden or we're not dependent on others um, for our value or our worth or our past for, you know, all of that stuff. And so I think that's really good words from you, Bill. So so it talks about this idea of us being able to stop and rest in who got in who God is. You've got this list of the stuff that you've accepted as your value. I can't hold on the job or I can't do this or or I can't stay, you know, I, you know I'm, I, I whatever, whatever it is. And, and I love what God says, and it says in, ver- in Hebrews, 11, uh, Hebrews 4, verse 11, it says, Let us therefore strive to enter that rest, so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. God's word is sharp. So you need to allow God's word to pierce through the lies that you've accepted. First John talks that we have this this like accuser who daily accuses us, mm-hmm. and and this is a, a, a moment in our lives that that we can either accept the accusations and say, "Yep, that's who I am. I'm just a doormat. I'm never going to be loved. I'm never so going to be valued." So let me compromise on this or compromise on that, just because I desperately want something else that I think will fulfill me, but never will. Exactly, and instead say, "God, I need your word to pierce my heart." And so this is what we're going to do. 
if you're sitting there and you're feeling broken, whether you're married or you're not, and you've accepted the value on your life as less than a child of God, as less than um, valuable enough to move forward and do something great in the name of God, I need you to, to on the other side of your of your of your paper, or, uh, flip it over or whatever, and I need you to to write down the words "I am." And then the, your homework for the month of February is to when you spend time in God's word, which you should be doing every day. Right. Because if you want to be changed, you will spend time in God's word. There is no other option. There's nothing else that's going to bring you this kind of hope because only God's word is sharper than any two-edged sword active and it's going to pierce your soul. Right. Pierce your soul with the truth of God's word. Is And I'm going to read off a couple of these. I'm going to have some fun with this. So I'm going to share my list that I started with a while ago because, man, I, ran, I went through a moment uh, of... Well, I've been through many moments of complete brokenness, uh, especially before before we started Known Legacy, before we started doing this, of just, God, I'm a worthless piece of crap. And here I am in ministry. Here I'm trying to right. do things. But I kept valuing myself by what I did. And I didn't even realize it because he was even in the name of Jesus. Like, I'm going to go do this. And so it was this idea that, man, I'm going to put value. So, okay, I'm going to try and do that. And when, and when I do that, I'm going to feel better. And it was it never satisfied never satisfied and i love that god is gracious just like he was with with you know with like getting he was patient with him okay you're just like you said i'm gonna put the fleece out and i need it to be wet around it and it's like okay so tomorrow i need to be wet underneath it and everything else is gonna dry and god's like okay okay so god is patient and god is kind and god is loving and he's he's gonna walk through this with you but these are the things that i kept getting as i opened god's word i'm gonna read you mine as a child of god we are adopted by god we are chosen by him we are righteous we are a masterpiece. We are a minister of the Lord. We're an ambassador. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. We are full of hope. We're full of spirit. We're full of purpose. We're full of abundant life. We're full of joy. We're set to do great things. We're in God's plan. We are loved by God. We are talented. We are talented. We have, we, we have gifts. Everybody's been given a gift. We are gifted right. by God. We are not the lies of the enemy. We are blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing. We are a new creation. We are holy. We are pure, and we are being made whole. And so those are ones that I just got. So I would challenge you to look at your list of brokenness, to look at your list of the false identity that you've allowed yourself to believe mm. and be proactive to mm. when you find truth, because you will find truth about your value if you get into God's word. Mm -hmm. And you look at that list and you begin to cross off the things that you are not. And you fill that right, right next to it with those truths of any of those. And I just wrote down those, those specific things for myself. Cause that's what I needed at that time. But that's what I did. I was like, I gotta find a way to get out of this slump. Right. I gotta stop looking at the one Yelp review that says that I'm a failure mm -hmm. and look at the thousands of reviews from God that say, no, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are more you are my child. You are the one that in Zephaniah three seventeen he says, I sing over you. Right. And if we don't accept that truth in, then, then, then we're allowing ourselves to live in this failure and not, and not move forward in this boldness to say, God, right. I'm yours. At the end of the day, the one thing we need is not a spouse. The one thing we need is not children. The one thing we need is the love and the identity that God gives us in Jesus Christ. Yes, cause so he has cast these things on us. So this is our homework today because, again, we are valuable regardless of our past, regardless of what others say, regardless of what we even believe ourselves to be, mm -hmm. because we have a God who is bigger than us, who has cast on us this idea that he said, I don't look at the outside, I look at the heart, and when I've made you a new creation, a, a, a new creation in Jesus Christ, I have given you all of these things, and this is just the tip of the iceberg of what he's done, and we haven't even talked about the promises that he's right. proclaimed through us right. to do great things like Gideon did. Right. So, so, so like Gideon and like, and like Esther and like Ruth 
who who stepped out boldly and said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna just take a step." Yep. Uh, they they are in the same the same place of uh, you know as Peter, who still walked in his unsurety. That in fact, after he walked on water, he walked away from God and was like, "I don't know what to do." And God didn't say, "Well, that you've just you've just burnt your chance." So, you know, Limitations three twenty three, I think, says that God's mercies are new every morning. Mm-hmm. So for us to walk in this is us going. I'm going to accept the fact that today's a new day. That that this month of love is coming up, this month of huggy kissy, and everybody's you know, and and, and which is okay. But we need to be loved by God first. Right. So taking the time to stop and recognize who we are as a child of God will help us walk through this month with boldness to go, no, no, I am made for more. I am valuable. God has a plan for me. And as you begin to walk in that journey, God shows himself mightily. And it's amazing what God will do if you look at these promises and hold them true and say, this is where my value comes from. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. And once you start to walk in that, it is amazing what God will do with your life. Love it, man. Thanks for the words, Bill. So, hey, guys, thanks for listening today. Uh, you got some homework this week, so make sure you get it done. Send us, you know, e- email us, info at known legacy. want to know what you have found out about yourself according to God's word. Check us out uh, on Instagram at known legacy, uh, known legacy ministries on Facebook. As always, give us a five star if you find it helpful and uh, subscribe. Yeah, please follow us and share it with your friends. You guys have yourself a good February. Know that you are loved by God. Amen. God bless. Thanks for listening to By Dads for Dads on the Known Legacy podcast. Look for us on social media under Known Legacy or go to www.knownlegacy.org to stay connected. For booking or questions, email us at info at knownlegacy.org.